Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Well, hello, everybody. It's Becky Brown, and today I am joined by Dr. Jill Hubbard and Mark Cameron. Hi, in California. Hi, Becky. Happy Thursday. I'm so glad to see you both. I, um, you know, I was thinking today, Jill, I don't know if you realize this, but it has been 20 years since we first met each other at Lose It For Life in Cape May, New Jersey. I know, and wasn't that the funnest time, (laughs) Becky? That's one way to describe it. That is exactly what I was thinking. Um, Yes, (laughs) in that very unique, big hotel. Yes, 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 it was so unique. And, you know, one of the greatest things is we are now in the 21st century, and we are offering Lose It For Life online now, but it's going to be so great. And so, um, such an impact, you know, uh, it's amazing what we can do now. That well, we and we've really honed it. You know, it used yes. to be five days, right? right? And then they've just taken all the pearls, right, and really yep. honed it. So, Yep, and, and it really is, it's impactful. And, you know, so many people will hear us talk about the workshops and maybe even think that that's our answer to everything. Well, you know, truth be told, it might be a good place for you to start. Um, but, you know, when we think about um, just weight and eating issues and the challenges that people have with this this is not a new problem but you know i just think why do we turn to food i know why is a really well, hard question it works to answer, but, it okay, works right go. it becomes glue that kind of holds mm. us together and it quiets the noise so it fills the space, it fills the loneliness, the emptiness, the stuff that gets stirred up at night, right? Because mm-hmm. that's when people tend to eat more mm-hmm. than not. And so it has a physiological change for us, which is why we do it. Right. It covers that emotional pain, right? It's mm-hmm. that physical sensation of enjoyment that we get that uh, replaces the the emotional need that we're having right now. Right. And so, and, and it's learned behavior, right? It is. It, it becomes a habit. Right? right, right. And many of us learned how to do that um, in childhood, right? Sure. When our Ooh. needs weren't met, we learned how mm-hmm. to go to food and, and that soothed us, that helped right. us, that numbed the pain. Right. Right. And so, and we can, we're going to continue doing that until we figure out what is that what's the pain what's the emotions that we're numbing Mm -hmm. and lose it for life helps us do that right absolutely yeah and and i think the most amazing thing is when we get beneath what the surface issues Mm -hmm. are a lot of times we'll get focused on you know well i just i love sugar 
And I do love sugar personally. I me mean, too. I just, well, <laughs> I know, me too. And it's it's addictive, right? right? It is. It is addictive, and that's the other piece, right? Because we don't think of food as an addictive substance like alcohol or drugs or nicotine, but it really does have those capabilities. Well, right. So, I, so a year ago, I've shared the story in COVID when my daughter was caring for me and and wouldn't buy the things that I wanted at the store. <laughs> right? I gave up my favorite candy and this year somebody gave me a box of my favorite candy and i'm like okay that's so tempting but i've given it up for a year i I can't go back to it right it just draws me in and so i'm really happy good for you you gave (laughs) it up that abstinence of this one candy for a year isn't that my nemesis And well, but even dealing with those feelings of Mm -hmm. what do we do when we're without and, you know, what we talk about at Loser for Life is not only just the nutritional aspect, but also that comfort aspect that comes with food, the habits that we are like you were talking about, Mark, it begins in family. You know, this is just the way we eat. And um, also just dealing with the feelings that maybe um, we're trying to quiet with food. And while it does work for a while, uh, eventually it has an impact on our lives in many different ways. And so, you know, if this is part of your struggle, give us a call. Even if you aren't sure if you want to sign up for the workshop, you might find out that it is the next step for you to take. We're going to be back taking your calls after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back. Okay, you so I, with... can I just oh, say, go ahead. I'm sorry, yes, you can. I just have to say what Mark just said because it's so funny. He said, we've slimmed down, lose it for life. As Becky and I were sharing that both of us were cut out of the program. <laughs> and it works and it still works, right? Even though we've slimmed it down. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Mark, for that input. Yes. Um, we are going to go to the calls and we're taking calls at 1-800-229-3000. We're going to go to Kim, who's calling us from uh, Jacksonville. Florida listens on our podcast. And Terry, I'm trying to get that to open. There it goes. Hi, Kim. I'm so glad you called. And how can we help you today? Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a son-in-law who is a writer and recently wrote a book. And we discovered it um, online. And in the book, he pretty much berated our whole family. And Mm. we don't know how to respond to this. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, uh, Jill wow. or Mark, who wants to start on this one? That's pretty uh, interesting to discover did, this. Did you have yeah. any idea he had some issues with your family? Has this been discussed at all? Uh, well, um, since he came into the family about two years ago, he has pretty much tried to isolate my daughter from us and has an issue with all of us. Um, we're a big family. All of my children are married, and they all get along great. And when he came in, he just decided he didn't really like any of us. Hmm. Um, and so we we know he's a writer, and when he's around, he just doesn't say much to anybody. Um, I don't know. So this book came to my daughter's attention, um, and she had started reading it, and it's a it's on masculinity and he basically went one by one through um, all the men in our family and just kind of 
has something negative to say and then negative to say about the rest of us. Mm. So it's, it's pretty hurtful. It's, it's know, we don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, that is hurtful. Is he an expert yeah. on masculinity? It's <laughs> <laughs> no. a good question. The book says he thinks he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But does he have credentials? Does he, like, from what platform is he writing? So? Right. He's he's well, writing from his own platform. What okay. he thinks masculinity well, and, is, and it's yeah. So Kim, it, it, here's the bigger question, and I think Mark and Jill can tackle this. There's a family issue as opposed to just what he's saying in a book, and like, how do we right. have these hard conversations um, with the adult sons and daughters, in laws? Yeah. <laughs> Kim, have you tried um, to have a conversation with your son-in-law? What's your connection with him like? I know you mm-hmm. said that he he's kind of distant from you. How have you guys tried to engage him and incorporate him into your close-knit family? Well, I mean, we kind of go out of our way to make sure mm-hmm. if there's a family gathering that if we don't see anybody talking with him, we talk to him. They actually lived in our home for a year before they moved into their own home. And we tried to, you know, just interact with him regularly, play games with us. Um, do you want to watch a movie? And once in a while, he would. That's about it. And then there were some comments made about living with us in this book. And, and I mm. thought I was very upset because I thought we didn't, we asked nothing of the two of you when you were here. You know, we mm-hmm. paid for everything so you can get on your feet. I don't know. So, it's just, it's just, it's bizarre. Um, I'd say he's a classic narcissist, to be quite honest. And I've ta- tried to talk to my daughter about, you know, do you know what's in this book? She said she hasn't read the book, but she knows of something. And she's sorry because she knows he has deep-rooted issues, but he doesn't see the need to get help. Yeah, I think. I don't what, know if that answers your question. I'm yeah, sorry. I think what I would do, Kim, is, is I would start with trying to engage him in a conversation. You know, maybe even include your daughter. I definitely would include your husband. See if you can have them over for dinner. Yeah. Or you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of event where you can where you can sit down together and then you and and you can kind of bring this up and say hey we know that you wrote a book about us and there were some things in there it was very surprising for us to hear and in fact it was very mm-hmm. exposing and um we feel hurt by that and we want to understand more about why you have made some of those assessments and and why you felt like you couldn't come to us directly and address those with us because that would have been the healthy thing to do in that situation is is when we have a problem with someone right is we bring it into relationship we go to that person and we confront them in a healthy way so what i would do if i were you is i would model for him how to do that Mm -hmm. that's good right and and that you feel sad Mm -hmm. that he didn't feel like you were approachable or willing to hear his concerns and even you know examine yourselves Mm -hmm. and make adjustments if needed Mm -hmm. that i love that that's what you would want to do as a family right and certainly right. understanding that people who grow up in different families, right, it's like mm-hmm. a different culture, even if you're of the same culture. Mm-hmm. And so that it takes right. years to blend and that your big, you know, f- maybe friendly family, could you could see how it would be overwhelming mm-hmm. to him. 
Yeah, and I, I, wa- yeah. And I wasn't right. just saying that tongue in cheek is is he an expert on masculinity? Mm-hmm. Because if if you know if you're writing a book and you've got complaints and you're and you're saying like these are the problems, then hopefully there's a solution in there, right? Where where someone is saying, okay, and this is how it should be addressed. And and again, all families have problems, and maybe mm-hmm. there's um, you know there's some things that you guys can work on in that. Um, but I definitely would include your daughter in that conversation so that she yeah. can see that you're engaging in this healthy way, you're modeling in this healthy way. Um, and, and you know, again, that kind of counters that isolation approach that he's trying right. to do with her. Right. I love that. I love yeah. what you guys both and I, have offered. Yeah. And, you know, what I think, too, I think um, maybe we'll send him a book. Of um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, healing is a choice. No, I, actually, I, Kim, we're going to send you a copy of How We Love that can help maybe understand okay. um, what you know what the next step forward. You know, a lot of times when people say bad things about us, that says more about them than it does mm-hmm. about us. Now, I love the approach right. of just having them for dinner because what's on the other side of this is we want to have a whole and healing family. Families are tricky. And, right. you know, so we just, we don't want him to go away mad. Um, we just want to include well, him because, in because the Because you read that, and then the tendency would be to disengage from him mm-hmm. and pull away. And right. so yet he's... And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Well, right, because it's so hurtful. But you want to lean into relationship. Sure. This is someone that as long as your daughter is married to him, isn't going away. And you want to continue relationship with your daughter. You don't want him to succeed in isolating her. And and he may have actually written the book in an attempt to do that. Yes. Right? In in an attempt to separate you guys. And then uh, then that way he, you know, can give her the messages that he wants to give. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that. All right. Well, thanks, Kim, for calling. And I hope that that will be helpful. And, um, you know, we hope to hear uh, a new version of that. Maybe then part two um we're going to go to victoria who's calling us from burlington new jersey listens on wfil hi victoria thanks for calling how can we help you today hi victoria are you there about five years ago okay i um i noticed that i'm having anxiety when it comes to driving with others i've never experienced this in my life I don't know if it's hormonal, um, but I've noticed that I have to sit in the back seat if we go on a family trip. Even if we go somewhere that is 20 minutes, I would say, if I'm unfamiliar with where we're going, I'm comfortable in the back seat. And it makes it hard for my family because my husband wants me to sit in front with him when we go for a long ride and I find myself, I'll put my daughter in the passenger, my husband will drive and I'll sit in the back. I don't know what has caused this switch in me. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Victoria, that's got to be hard. Jill, Victoria, you how old are you? I will be this month. I'll be 57. 57. Okay. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, you mentioned possibly hormonal. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you experienced any level of anxiety in the past. And then, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in menopause, perimenopause, um, anxiety mm-hmm. dramatically increases uh, during perimenopause. Okay. And so anything okay. you've experienced 
prior to, you will experience in spades. And so, oh. so if you've tended to be anxious or needing to have a sense of control or things of mm-hmm. that nature, um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure why it's coming out in the driving, but that is certainly yeah. an area when someone else is driving where you don't have control, mm-hmm. right? And, right. And, right. And so you feel at someone else's at someone else's mercy. Yeah, and the brain works by association, Victoria. So you know somehow your brain is telling your body that this is an adaptive response um, right. to an an association, another experience that you've had in your life. Uh, what associations, uh, negative associations, may you have with cars or freeways or traveling with others? I I never noticed that I did, but even I notice now that I want to travel. If I think I'm ready to go on an airplane, it's just like there's things I want to do, and I don't know where this is, where it stems from. I don't know if it goes back. I've never had this issue before when it comes to car or travel. Mm-hmm. I don't. So that is, I don't know. How to okay. That. Well, and so what um, does travel represent, right? It's leaving home, it's leaving mm-hmm. safety, comforts, mm-hmm. familiarity, it's going into new mm-hmm. places, right? Travel takes mm-hmm. us far away. Yeah, and and you also yeah. mentioned Victoria that specifically I think you said when you're traveling with others. So it doesn't sound like you're experiencing that anxiety when you're driving by yourself, for instance, is that no. right? Not at all. Yeah, not so, at all. It's. I, it seems like there is when you said a control. Mm-hmm. Um, my my husband, my daughter, they haven't been in accidents, so it's not like, well, you make me nervous because you're banging up the car every three months. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that. Um. So that's what I was just trying to to figure out what well, I do so, take. Well, so you guys, isn't that? part of the anxiety issue mm-hmm. is control or the lack right. thereof right. or the need right. for more. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people struggle with anxiety, not realizing that control is linked directly to that. Um, what can Victoria do about this? Well, well, I think that might be your starting point there, Victoria, it, 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 to, and, and maybe we can put you in touch with a counselor here mm-hmm. to, um, start to uh, get a relationship with with a therapist and start to talk about control and the lack of control that you've had in your life and and you might be surprised and again like i said the brain works by association so you may be surprised how deep that network goes and where it ends up going to but if you can have someone to help you walk through that i I think you might find it yeah issues of control Mm -hmm. and safety Mm mm-hmm Right. Mm. And mm-hmm. wanting to feel secure. So it can be, you know, something that seems remotely mm-hmm. related and yet there's a tether and somehow it's mm-hmm. coming out in this issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your husband has disappointed you in any way or wasn't there for you emotionally. Right. There can be all kinds of things. And so then how is your trust of him and your sense of safety and security? Right. What what things well, have maybe rocked your foundation a bit? 
Yeah, and even the point that you made, Jill, maybe it's oh. time for a physical, Victoria, sure. where you're Absolutely. you know, checking all of the hormones and all of that kind of thing. It's very interesting that it doesn't happen when you're by yourself and mm-hmm. you probably when you're working with a counselor, they're gonna help you kind of attach what are this what are the narratives that are going on in your head either when you're by yourself or when you're traveling with somebody else. It's just really getting to the okay. core of understanding that. But the fact um, that there's others, that's very relational, right? Yes. right? right. So what's yes. happening in your relationships? Yeah, I love that. Thanks so much, Victoria. Thank we're going we're gonna to send you a copy of Take Your Life Back. Um, there may be some uh, great information in there that can help you on that journey. And we will get you connected with a counselor in your area. We are so grateful to have counselors all over the country that we can send people to. And if you need one, you can give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back. You heard me mention uh, the book, Take Your Life Back. And during the month of March, we are giving that as a thank you gift for a gift of any amount uh, to the ministry because your gifts make a difference in the lives of so many people. And so if you give us uh, a little bit, we'll give you a lot in the book of Take Your Life Back. (laughs) If you want to add an extra $50, we'll throw in the Take Your Life Back devotional. And I can tell you that devotional is really powerful. And so uh, we just want to, you know, thank all of you who are giving, but just want to encourage you, if you haven't given, it does make a difference in the lives of so many people. Right now, we are going to go to Kathy, who's calling us um, from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, listens on WFIL. Hi, Kathy. How can we help you today? Oh, hi. Thank you so much. I I just love love you guys. You've been so helpful throughout the years, and um, I do help financially. I wish I could give more, but maybe in the future I could. Okay, thank you, Kathy. Is, I have a granddaughter. Hello. Uh, thank you, Kathy. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, um, oh, you're welcome. Um, I have a granddaughter. She's 20 years old. Um, she had a lot of emotional trauma as a child from her father and great-grandmom. And uh, she had Tourette's syndrome and ADD. Um, she doesn't have the Tourette's syndrome anymore, but she has the ADD. My daughter, I mean, she's done, of course, everything, you know, that a mother could do. Um, and, like, I would say a couple of years ago, she was very open to get help. And then I'd say the last few years, she was just so closed down, did not want help, got in the wrong, got in the wrong crowd, was going to raves. Um, and, um, she has a boyfriend now, but, um, my mom, um, you know, my, my daughter, my daughter made it clear to my granddaughter, we cannot live, we will, we cannot live like this any longer, um, unless you get, unless you get help and I will help you to get counseling, um, you cannot live here anymore. And so we have to be courageous. Uh, we have to really, we have to draw the line. We love her very much. Now, she did make a decision now to go to counseling. It is a very good program. Uh, she's going to have to follow through. Um, I think the question that I have is, um, she has a boyfriend, and um, she, I don't know. She said he cheated on her. And we don't think that, we don't know if that's true or not. 
Then she said he was abusing her. And we don't think that was true. Um, it could have been. Maybe they were abusing each other. We're not really sure. And my daughter has talked to... Um, she, I'm not going to say her name. My granddaughter's boyfriend. Um, it got so bad. It got so bad one night. He was there. My granddaughter just went totally berserk. Mm. Totally berserk. He had to call the police and everything. Mm. It was so sad. Mm. Um, so she she just started to go to, to the counseling. My question is. Why would, why would my granddaughter, whom I love so much, uh, accuse someone of abusing her if it's not true? Is it for attention? How I old is your granddaughter, Kathy? Twenty. She's twenty. She's twenty. Uh, she's twenty. Okay. And, and my, she, is, she is she is a little immature for mm-hmm. her age. Yep. Um. What what makes you think that she may be lying or not telling the truth about being abused? Uh, because uh, Christopher, okay, when this happened first time, okay, he, he they were at the house, and he she said he I don't know she said something else. She found out he was cheating on her, mm-hmm. and she went. I, I can't even believe. What happened? It, 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 she went totally insane. So I mean, screaming, insane. throwing things, screaming, yelling, throwing things, um, and eventually, what happened was like they had to call the police. My yeah. daughter didn't want to do that. If he was running out in the street, she took his glasses, threw them away, um, and then what happened well, was so so um, Kathy there. Kathy, I think I think that we get a really good picture of the the dramatics that are going on. I think the question of why would she lie? I don't know that she's lying. I I mean, you know, I think that there's a lot going on, and just her reaction going back to what you said about she's not really twenty. I mean, she's twenty as far as her age goes, but she's a little immature. But you know. Jill, what would you well, say well, to you know, you s- deal with this? You told us that she had emotional trauma from when she was young regarding yeah. her father, yeah. right? So now she's in relationship yeah. with yeah. a man, right? Mm-hmm. And he's right. not doing the things that she would want him to do, right? right? right. And so you get the intensity right. of the past linked with the mm-hmm. present. So all that she went through in the past perhaps is being stirred up here in the present. I also wonder, well, she's had these she has had these symptoms and the ADHD and the Tourette's in the past. Is there drug use going on? You're talking about her going to raves, if there's drinking and drug use, that's also going to magnify things. Right. And we're going to, we'll, we'll talk to you more about this, Kathy, when we come back. But, you know, it's, it's, it is the drama that causes us to stop in our tracks, but it's literally a warning sign that this isn't good. None of this is good. And I know that your family has been, you know, upended by this, but we got to find a way forward and help her have a better life going forward. We'll be right back after this. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. 
I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back. We were talking with Kathy, whose 20-year-old granddaughter is in a challenging relationship, and she was wondering about uh, whether she was telling the truth when she was talking about being abused by her boyfriend. Um, Jill, you and Mark both have some great insight that you can share with Well, and Kathy, I think the thing is, that isn't the place to camp out on. Is she telling the truth or not? There's distress here. She's reacting um, intensely to whatever is happening relationally between them and it, either he cheated or she suspects cheating or thought he was cheating it's still her reacting to a sense of betrayal and and hurt and so now is she handling it in the right way absolutely not but People have very strong reactions. Right, and and she has uh, ADD and Tourette's, which have a lack of uh, impulse control when somebody has that. But yeah, when uh, this response to discovery is, uh, Mm. can be very, very extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's good to use discernment to to question things, but I think we we want to try and believe someone if they... um, if they allege that they're being abused because the the worst thing you can do is not believe someone and then add to their trauma. Right. Mm. Exactly. Mm. And that's, you guys did the right thing by getting her mm. back into counseling yeah. and saying that yeah. this chaos needs to stop. Mm-hmm. We need to find a way to help contain you because you're so dysregulated and yeah. sort through all of this, right? So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, um, and I, I was thinking, Kathy, we're going to send you a copy of the One Year Bible for Women because as a grandma, it's great to, you know, be in the Word. But I think you guys are doing a great thing by, um, you know, paying attention to what your granddaughter's going through and we're just so grateful that you called. Uh, we're also grateful for Larry Sonnenberg, who just happened to step <laughs> into the studio. Hi, Larry. How Hi, are Becky, you today? Thank you. Hey, I'm doing well. Heard you talking about Lose It for Life earlier. <laughs> One-day mm-hmm. workshop coming up Saturday the 18th. Want to encourage that. And here is a testimony why. All, this, this lady writes, All my years and years of dieting and losing and gaining and losing and gaining has made me depressed, hopeless, and wanting to give up trying. Nothing lasted due to my uncontrolled behavior. But this workshop has been life-changing. I feel empowered to move forward and live free from guilt and the love of God within me, behind me and before me. I'm leaving with tools and God's grace and a desire to start a small group at church. Mm. Anyone struggling with their weight must go to this workshop. 
All you really need is offered in this Snooze It for Life workshop. Mm, wow. So, you know, one after that another. Says it all. We got a lot mm-hmm. of testimonies and folks. I know there's fear, anxiety, there's uncomfortableness, all that stuff. But you just got to pick up the phone and make that call. And it's online. You don't have to travel. You don't have to, you know, sit physically in a group. You'll be in a group online. But uh, it can be the, the big life changer for you. Yeah. So I want to encourage that. And I also, um, I want to just tell a quick story, Becky, if that's all right. You know it. Don't You're the boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been part of a small men's group. Uh, there's five of us that meet every year, Tuesday morning at the same restaurant. Been doing it for 40 years. Wow. And I know it's that long because it's about the time my son was born, my first mm-hmm. son. And so today, one of, the, one of the gentlemen, his name is Steve, and he said to me, you want to hear a little new life story? And I said, yeah. We've been praying for a friend of his. Um, and this friend has, has, has an illness that's going to require some, some care, and his wife wants to care for him. And so we've been talking and praying about that. And he said, out of the blue, he said to my friend, have you ever hear of new life? He says, yeah. And he says, you know, my wife is crazy about that. She listens every day. She loves it. And I listen with her sometimes, but there's one thing particular that I don't like. Uh oh. <laughs> there's this guy, Larry, that comes out and always asks for money. <laughs> so, what does that say about what I'm doing here You've in this program? You've been praying for this guy. <laughs> Well, anyway, like you. <laughs> you know, it just stopped, paused, and made me think. What is it that in, encourages you to give? Mm. You know, is it bother him because he's not a giver and he gets fa- faced with it every day, or what is the other reason? Or does he not understand that we're completely mm-hmm. donor yeah. funded? Right. right, we don't get any income from commercials. Yeah, right, like on secular radio so folks and especially uh, my the friend of steve i don't want to use names here um <laughs> I, I hope you will consider making a gift and maybe that would change your spirit about me coming on and if you make a gift and tell me who you are maybe i'll skip a day just in your <laughs> well we love you larry i, I, I love well, having well, you, you have the job larry. nobody else wants right <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, I thought it was funny. I just wanted to share it. So I thank- love it. I love it. Well, thanks, Larry, for all you do. And um, we appreciate all of our Club New Life members that give on a monthly uh-huh. basis. And we have a special gift of eight devotionals for you if you join Club New Life. And we would love for you to be part of that giving family. Thanks again, Larry, for Alrighty. all you do. We are going to go to um, Sarah, who's calling us from Los Angeles, listens on the podcast. And... Sarah, we're so glad you called. How can we help you today? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually first just want to say I, I love when Larry comes on and shares his testimony. Oh, yay! Oh, hopefully he heard that. He will. <laughs> well, we'll play it back for him, Sarah. He'll probably have that on a repeated loop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can we help um, so you today, question- Sarah? <clears throat> Um, my question is, um, how can I help my boyfriend who's been, who's, uh, severely depressed? He's been struggling for about two years, I think. Um, he's 57. He has tried, um, like, I think five brands of medic, uh, mm-hmm. antidepressants and had 
just um, just the worst uh, side effects, and he's given up on the the last one. Gave, made him black out, and so he's not interested in in trying anymore. Um, he's tried. He's been with a few therapists, not for too long, but he he just doesn't. He's not interested. He doesn't see the point. He doesn't see how that's going to help. Um, I've uh, tried to get him to go to support groups, um, online support groups, and he just doesn't have the will anymore. It's just getting worse, and he's, mm. you know, he's lost his job, and he's home all day. Mm. He oh. um, mm. just doesn't get out. He doesn't take care of himself. He's Sarah, just getting did, worse and worse. Did he lose yeah. his job because of his depression, or did the depression come after he lost his job? Um, actually, both. Um, he lost his. He first lost his job of ten years, and then uh, his depression got worse. And then he did get a job that only lasted six months because he wasn't able to function or, mm. or keep up with the job. So you know, now, so it's just now he's not working, and it, and he's feeling worse about himself. And Sarah, did you say he was in in counseling and, and taking antidepressants? He was. He he saw a few therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was. Um, uh, uh, but he just, yeah, it, it just didn't work out. They weren't a good fit, and he gave up on that. Uh, he did try medication. He tried five different brands, and he just, uh, the last one, the side effect was so bad that he just, he's afraid to try anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and how long have you been dating, Sarah? You've uh, been about dating four years. You've been dating him, him for four years. Well, well, I, I don't know if you're equipped to be his therapist. <laughs> Um, Sarah, because uh, I mean, the terrible thing about depression is is that it makes us just see everything in a negative light. It makes us lose energy. It makes us lose interest, uh, and it just we just spiral down, right. and it keeps us in and this hope. in so, this right exactly in so, this pit of despair. Um, but I don't know if you can be his savior here. Um, I mean, I I know he really needs to. Um, he, he, he really needs to kind of advocate and motivate himself somehow. And well, or I, I think, you know, it's when you, it's kind of self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. when you're depressed. Nothing's going to work. This nothing will help. I feel hopeless, right? And so even going to a therapist, well, how can it help? Mm-hmm. But right. the thing is, you have to keep showing up. And it mm-hmm. may not help for, you know, a while. But eventually, when you look back, you can see a difference. The so, other thing is, there are... Don't go, because okay, I might say okay, the same thing. <laughs> so, so people who have treatment-resistant depression yes. often try some alternatives, right? Um, we've had a relationship with Amen Clinics. They exactly what do I was say, a lot Jeff. of really good work. They take a really thorough history dig up things that you probably didn't even think related, right? And then they're able to look at the brain and then they're able to to more target specific attack the problem as well as alternatives and advances that we have with the brain. And I've known people that have had um, the the new form of ECT that yep. ha- has gotten them out of lengthy depressions. So yeah, there is hope out there. There are new yeah. treatments. That is exactly what I was going to say, Jill, because the brain is an organ that does get depressed. And right. we have to, we have other different kind of modes of fixing it. And when the brain is depressed, you don't want to talk about things. And so I get it, Sarah, that he doesn't feel motivated. We're glad you called. We'll be back after this.
To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back. We were just talking with Sarah and, you know, the challenge with treatment resistant depression is that it just keeps going and it can be overwhelming. But Mark and Joe, what would you offer to Sarah as she thinks about this in the future? Um, yeah, I think the, the the one thing that I was just thinking about is she's been dating um, this man for four years and, and he's still in and out of depression. And, and then, you know, it doesn't seem like the relationship's moving forward. It just seems like it's unbalanced right now. And so, uh, and, and I think if she continues to take responsibility for trying to fix his depression, it's going to continue to main, uh, be unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. We're um, we're going to send you a copy of Understanding and Loving a Person with Depression. Um, you know, we do have so many advances in mental health care, mm-hmm. and it's worth exploring. But it can be very difficult with the person who's depressed because their you know their motivation is gone. It's just the way that that's how that disease disorder um, kind of functions. Uh, but we're so glad you called. Sarah, and we hope that something uh, that we offered will help you move forward in that. We're going to go to Tiffany, who's calling us from Dallas and listens on K-Word. We love that station as well. Hi, Tiffany. I'm so glad you called today. How can we help you? Hello, and thank you for having me. Um, Okay, so I went through, like, um, I would say the, um, I don't know, probably one of the worst divorces on record. Um, Mm. My ex like, um, bribed all of my attorneys. I, I mean, I almost couldn't do anything. And he, um, he love bombed our kids. And so he bought them new cars and things and, and basically stole my part of the company. And I don't know if he gave it to our oldest daughter or not, but she was, um, involved with, she had worked for the police department. So they had me arrested and um, since she was the police, they um, assaulted me when they tried to throw me in the psych ward. Um, anyway, so I, there was almost no one I could turn to. I was actually seeing three counselors to try to, like, breathe and make it through this. Um, mm. But I have, like, um, sustained, um, I guess, injuries to my spine from the police mm. and um, I had to quit my job because I couldn't do it anymore and mm. so I kind of secretly sold my house to get away because he kept sending people to my house to um, kind of torment me and mm-hmm. um, anyway so my kids he also had me diagnosed as the dangerous narcissist and so now people are afraid of me and um, and my kids don't want to have anything to do with me either. And because mm. of all the shenanigans he pulled, um, he like like stole the business from me. Oh gosh, mm. Tiffany, that sounds terrible. So, how so? How can we help you today? That's terrible. Well, okay. So I've I've been um, I guess like your past caller feeling pretty um depressed but i think i have plenty of reasons um, mm-hmm. for that but i don't know um i don't know how to um i don't know how to go forward exactly i'm kind of like stuck because mm-hmm. i want i want to get some help with um i guess another diagnosis because my lovely attorneys um 
filed the paperwork with the court saying that I was the narcissist and not my ex-husband. Mm. And, wow, so there like, is so much I, there. I, hmm. Yeah. So it's like I, I would like to um, have somebody else look at my situation and um, I guess re... Um, uh, Tiffany, were you willing um, to... <laughs> yeah, were you willing to submit to psychological testing? I mean, through the courts. Well, I did, but okay. I didn't. I was at the time. I wasn't thinking um, because I was already seeing um, two counselors and one uh, person that like, I don't know. Did I can't even remember what it's called. But anyways, I was seeing plenty of professionals, and I mm. so, and I was also. Um, I was naive in thinking that my attorneys were working for me when they actually weren't working for me. Mm. Well, so how can Tiffany yeah, move forward, Jill and Mark? What can we do to help her get um, some foundation underneath her so that she can move forward? Well, Tiffany, it sounds like you've had a lot of losses mm-hmm. happen in during this whole thing uh, and recently. And so I think you you probably need to find a trusted um, counselor to be able to help you process through all of those things. Um, Something else that might be helpful would be maybe a divorce recovery group for you to be able to go and share your experience and be uh, in in that group with others who have a similar experience to you. And oftentimes we'll find um, empathy for each other and validation of what we might be feeling in those moments. Mm-hmm. And Jill, yeah. what would you yeah. offer? Well, and I, yeah, I think groups are a, a good mm-hmm. way to go because they're very containing and you mm-hmm. can add groups without adding cost necessarily. And there are so many 12-step groups or recovery groups. We have life recovery groups where people can come and share their hurts and their burdens. And these people, because it's, it's you know, time limited and there are parameters, mm-hmm. these people do not get overburdened, right? right? That's the purpose of these groups. And so it makes it really nice to be able to go and share and then be able to continue on in a healthier way outside mm-hmm. of those groups. And, and I also think that, Tiffany, too, is if you find that trusted counselor and you build that relationship with them. You can also um, ask for um, honest feedback for them. Ask mm-hmm. them, what what might you be seeing in me, right? And it's easier to take that feedback from somebody who we know loves, cares for, for us, has mm-hmm. unconditional positive regard. And that may open up some areas for you to re- to recognize where you might benefit from doing certain, certain work. Mm-hmm. It is a long path forward of healing because there's been so much loss there's been so much pain so much trauma this has been traumatizing Mm -hmm. um and yet what happens is in those times of loss and trauma we can cycle around what happened we can you know we can't believe that all of this has happened it's overwhelming and like go ahead well and that you've been with so many people that have felt so betraying, mm-hmm. right? Have yes. betrayed your your trust in those ways. And so how are you maybe not being discerning or not making yes. the best mm-hmm. decisions? So I think right. of even a therapist who specializes in DBT, dialectical yeah. behavioral therapy, helps you to make better, more constructive choices for yes. yourself. And then also yes. and then also help you, Tiffany, too, to to build the connections back with your kids. Because yes. I'm assuming you're gonna want to do that. 
And so someone just to kind of help you with wording and strategy for how to do that. Yeah, we have great therapists in the Dallas area, and uh, we'll get you connected, Tiffany, with someone that you can begin that process with. You know, what you just said, both both Jill and Mark, about that long, consistent relationship after having so much disruption in relationship is going to be part of that healing process. And uh, we're going to be praying for you. Uh, do you guys have a book that you think would be helpful for Tiffany? Well, how about Take Your Life Back? Okay, I like that. We'll send you a copy of that and we'll get you connected with a therapist. We're so grateful for all of you who joined us today. And I'm grateful, of course, for Jill and Mark and their wisdom. And, um, you know, I'm always curious, do you have any parting thoughts as we uh, close the show today to encourage our listeners to kind of move forward in their life? I think what I would just say to someone is if, you, if you've heard something that's been challenging, if you've heard something that uh, has been encouraging, something that's connected with you, but you are hesitant about to make uh, to move forward, pick up the phone, make that call, take a next step, be brave, be courageous. You, you can I, do it. Yeah. I agree full-heartedly. Be brave. We're so glad that you joined us. Thanks, Jill, and thanks, Mark, and we'll see you all next time on New Life Live. We're glad you're here. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.